Today, I want to welcome all those watching in online, from wherever you're watching around the world. We always count it an honor when you tune in and watch this service, and we just pray. If you're ever in our area, please stop in, be our guest. That's one thing to experience online, but I promise you, it's on a whole nother level in person, amen? So today, we invite you to stop in, be our guest. We'll send you home with some free gifts, and we would love to meet you today. We are in a series we're calling I Can't Stop. Today, I want to talk to you about the thought, I can't stop my faithfulness. I can't stop my faithfulness. Have you ever felt like you had to carry the weight of something heavy by yourself? Have you ever felt like it's up to me or it's not going to get done? I remember one time in high school, I was signed up for a chemistry class and I wasn't feeling really confident going into this class as one of my strongest subjects. So when I walked in, I was like, I'm going to be smart. I'm going to sit next to the smartest person in the room so that I can get some help, you know, and group assignments. I'll have someone smarter than me working on the group assignment. And so sure enough, I go in, I kind of scan, and I, I see this foreign exchange student from China. I'm like, that's the person I'm sitting next to. This guy looks like he understands chemistry. And I sit next to him and introduce myself to him. We talked for a while. And then after a few days, the teacher broke us up and said to the nurse person next to you, get in your group. And I want you guys to go through this assignment together. And I looked at him and said, what do we do? And he goes, I don't know what to do. I thought you knew what to do. He goes, I thought I was going to ask you for help. I'm like, well, I was going to ask you for help. I'm like, we in trouble. So, you know, I had, I had to do a lot more studying than I thought I was going to have to do. You, you ever been there? You ever felt like you had a group assignment and it just didn't go the way you thought? Nothing's worse than having a group assignment or project and other members of the group don't carry their responsibility. Have you ever been in those groups? Put you in a cluster of people and then you realize nobody else is really going to do the assignment and if it's going to get done, it's up to you to do it. You're carrying the weight of the group, and you want to stop, but you know the grade's too important, so you kind of carry the group, and you do more than anybody else because all the weight seems to be falling on your shoulders. I like this meme I saw the other day. I thought it was good. The meme says, when I die, I want all the group project members I've ever worked with to lower me down into my grave just so they can let me down one last <laughs> time. Anybody ever been there? You know what I'm talking about, yeah? It's, it's easy to feel alone. It's easy to feel like you're carrying things all alone. God never wanted us to feel this way. Matter of fact, everything in scripture is opposite of this. He says, I will never leave you or forsake you. I will carry your weights. I will Carry your burdens, cast all your fears, cast all your weights, cast all your burdens upon me. I want you to understand this. God wants to bless you. God wants to bless you. When he created Adam and Eve, what's the first thing he, he created man and woman and he blessed them. God longs to be a father who blesses you. God wants to put his favor in your life. You know, but too many times we feel like we're in it alone. I'm carrying my weights alone. I'm carrying my problems alone. Especially when it comes to our finances. We feel like, you know what? It's up to me. If I, this bill doesn't get paid, I've got to carry it. As dads, we can feel really the strain of caring for a household. As moms, you feel the strain of chipping in and helping out or helping you to carry it as well. But we all feel the strain. And if we're not careful, we feel isolated and we feel alone. 
But I want you to understand something. God did not create us to walk alone. He doesn't want you carrying the weight of all this on your life. Now listen, if you are a follower of Jesus, you are already blessed. He's already blessed you with his grace. He's already blessed you with his forgiveness. He's already blessed you today with his mercy. But there is so much more blessing that he's wanting to do in our life. But we've got to learn to position ourselves for the favor of the Lord. Position ourselves for the blessing and the continual blessing that God wants to do in our life. Now, after 40 years of wandering in the wilderness, the children of Israel, when they were delivered out of Egypt, out of Pharaoh's rule, they were delivered. After 40 years, God was getting ready to finally bring them in to a new season of promise. God was bringing them to a season of the promised land. And as he was getting ready to go into this season, he had to do something first. He had to talk to them. He had to teach them. He had to train them. He had to get Egypt out of them so they wouldn't take Egypt into the new land of blessing. God was trying to do something daily in their life and teach them some lessons. So today, today's message, I want you to understand this for two groups of people. It's for those who are just barely getting by. And it's for those who are living in a season of plentiful. Those who are living in a season of multiplication. This message is for both groups of people. Now look what Moses tells the people after God's instructions in Deuteronomy 8.1. Be careful now. As you get ready to go into the promised land, this is what he tells them. Be careful to obey all the commands I am giving you today. Then you will live in what? Multiply. Come on, say it together. Then you will live and multiply. How many want to multiply today? Anybody want to multiply? How many want to be blessed today? Do you want to be blessed? Not me, Pastor. Well, you won't be blessed then. Anybody in the house want to say, I want to be blessed? Yeah? Okay. God says, I will multiply you then. And you will enter and occupy the land the Lord swore to you to give to you by your ancestors. This word multiply, I love this word multiply because I believe it's something we see throughout scriptures that God wants to continue to multiply his goodness in our life, his blessing in our life, his favor in our life. God wants to multiply your impact. God wants to multiply when you come. He wants to multiply when you go. He wants to multiply your future. He wants to multiply in your children and in your grandchildren. God wants to multiply you. You are not just anybody. You are a king's kid. And God's got more instilled for you if you just position yourself to receive the inheritance he has for you. Moses says, if you're willing to obey. See, that's the key. If we're willing to obey, if we're willing to be faithful in the small, I will make you faithful over much. Can we be faithful in the hard times? Can we be faithful when times get tough? Can we be faithful in seasons of less? Can we be faithful in our hard season? This is where God is wanting to train, to prepare us for the future. He says you got to be faithful. See, look at this statement. Faithfulness prepares you for God's favor in your life. Faithfulness is what God uses to prepare us for his favor. we got to understand this, that many people are needing and praying right now for blessing in your life. 
the key to walking in the blessing, the key to experiencing a new season of blessing is walking faithful during the hard times. It's walking faithful when nobody else will. It's walking faithful when it goes against culture. It's walking faithful when your bank account doesn't look like you can do it. It's walking faithful when everybody else is staying home. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. We're going to be in the house of the Lord. When everybody else does what culture was, we're going to follow what the Holy Spirit says. I'm telling you, God wants to bless those who are faithful. When you learn to walk faithful with what you have now, you will open up a new season of blessing and multiplication in your life. But this is so true. Look at this. Favor without faithfulness could be fatal. There's a reason why God doesn't bless you now because he doesn't want you to squander the blessing. The reason why God is not blessing you now is because maybe you're not ready for the blessing. Maybe your family is not ready for the blessing. Maybe your marriage is not ready for the blessing. Maybe your tithe is not ready for the blessing. Maybe your time is not ready for the blessing. Maybe your faith is not ready for the blessing. See, if God blesses us too early, we will waste the blessing. We will misuse the blessing. It will create something in us, a false entitlement, false blessing because we got it too early. There's a season of walking through less that God's wanting you and I to understand that it prepares us. Write this down. I've learned the lesson of less. I've got to learn the lessons of less. How many know less is more sometimes? And this is what I'm talking about. We've got to learn this lesson of walking in less. Can we be really honest? No one likes walking in the season of less. Never met one person who enjoyed walking in the season of less. But if you stay faithful and positive in the season of less, God can prepare you for a new season of blessing. Seasons of less prepare us for seasons of more. So true, isn't it? The season of less prepares me to walk in the season of more. If I can't learn to budget now, I'll blow it all then. If I can't learn to be faithful now, I won't be faithful then. Seasons of less prepare me for seasons of more. Stop it. Come on now. I want to speak some hope to you today. Stop thinking so bad about yourself. Stop thinking so critical about yourself. I'll never have more. I'll never own my own home. I'll never get out of debt. I'll never get a better job. I'll never get a raise. I'll never be able to save. You won't as long as you speak that because the Bible says the power of our words have weight of life and death. And you can't go around speaking death over your finances, death over your possessions, death over your job, death over your bank account. You can't go around speaking death over all those things. Then expect God to bless you. No, I realize that, you know what, I may not have what I want right now, but God, you're the God of favor. And if I'm faithful in the small, you will make me faithful over much more greater in a different season of my life. I've got to learn some lessons now. We live like what we believe is true. Well, my family never had anything. My family never got beyond this. My family, listen, you're not capped by what your family did. You belong to a new family. You've been adopted as a king's kid and you can achieve more than you ever dream or imagine. God wants to use you to do more than you could ever dream or imagine. 
I, if I am faithful in the small, God will make me ruler over much. That comes straight out of the word of the Lord. Look at verse 3 now. Look what it says here. Yes, he humbled you by letting us. He, see, God had a plan. Letting you go hungry. And then he fed you with manna. Food previously known to you, not previously known, unknown to you. And your ancestors. He did it to what? Teach. Just say it together. He did it to teach you that people do not live by bread alone. Rather, we live by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. So he was saying this, that manna, we understand as they were going through, they have left Egypt. And now they're out in the wilderness. They're going to have manna to survive. God provides supernatural manna for them. But he said, I did this. I did it on a daily basis. I gave them just enough to eat daily. I taught them and humbled them. They had to go from tent to tent and from season to season. They had to wander in the wilderness. I, I had to let them know that I was the only resource that they needed. They had to get their eyes off of the resources where Pharaoh and the Egyptians, where they suffered rain where they suffered being slaves. They thought they were better off because they had better resources living as a slave. So God had to take them through a place of taking out that stinking thinking and say, I got to put my eyes upon Jesus. Even though I may not have as much as I think I need, as long as I got God, I got all that I need. He shall supply my needs. He will take care of me. He humbles us. He teaches us. Seasons of less, let him teach us. So if you're going through a season of less, how do you respond? Learn the lessons now. Write this down. You gotta, if you're going through seasons of less, keep hustling daily. Keep hustling daily. God provided manna daily. And I love this because God didn't, they didn't wake up and manna was already in their basket, in their tent, already waiting for them. They had to actually go out. And harvest it, load it up, and bring it back and prepare it and eat it. God was blessing them, but he made them get up off of their blessed assurance and get something done. For many people, well, God's going to take care of me. And I, you know, we, we expect God to drop it in our lap. But I'm telling you, you got to do your part. Get out and do the best you can. Stay faithful to God in the little and let God bless you now. What are you saying, Pastor? Let me say to this. If you can work Work. Uh, the government will take care of me. Listen, that is for people who are not physically able or mentally able to work. If you are physically able to work, you need to work. You need to work. All right, there you go. Why? Because the Bible says a man doesn't work, he doesn't eat. I can't expect God to bless me with more. If I'm not applying the principles and you will have more self-confidence, you will feel better about yourself. You're going to feel like you're providing. You're going to feel like you know, work does something for us. There's nothing wrong with hard work. Get out there and work. Get out there and work. Harvest what God has given you. Do what you can. It may not seem like it's enough, but when you're faithful over the small, God will use that to bring you more in your life. This couldn't save them. It'll just sustain them. Daily, daily. God was teaching them that he was what they needed from day to day to survive. You don't live just off of bread alone, but you live off everything God gives us. God had to give them instructions on where to go next, how to find water, how to find food. God was leading them daily. He didn't give them a big picture. He made them trust him daily. And they had to do that to break out 
of the old and prepare them for the new. See, when you're going through seasons of less, learn to play defense. Don't just know offense. Learn to play defense as well. Can, can, turn to your neighbor and say, he, he's about to preach to you today. Get ready. Are you ready? Here we go. We don't have an income problem. We have a spending problem. Let me repeat that one more time. We don't have an income problem. We have a spending problem. And so that's the reason why I've got to learn godly principles in my life because if God wants to bless me with more, why would he bless me with more if I'm just going to mismanage what I have now? I'm just going to mismanage the greater. Money won't buy happiness. Money won't teach you to budget. It only compounds the problem. If you're bad now, money's going to make you worse. So if I can learn to let God grow my trust in him, if I can learn to be faithful and steward what he's given me now, then I'll steward it as he blesses me then too as well. Less prepares you to make more and manage more. I don't know why God doesn't bless me. Could it be we're not ready to manage it? Why wouldn't God bless me as a boss? Because you, all you do is talk about the boss now. All you do is gossip about the other co-workers. Why would God put you over those people when you can't even respect them? All right, I'm preaching to you now. All right, let's go. I'm talking about managing where God's got you. And then Les teaches us this, that money is not everything. Money is not everything. It's important we understand this. Money, let me be honest with you. Money is very important. It is very important. I'm not here to deny that money is not important. It's very important. It plays an important role in our life. But what you understand when you go through seasons of less is this, that money isn't everything. I understand this. I've gone through seasons when it's been really hard. And I've had seasons when it's okay. And I've had seasons when there's been plenty. And I can tell you, I like it when there's seasons of plenty more than I do when it's really hard. I'm not denying that. There's been times when I don't know. I had five children raising him. I had to get out and hustle. Make some money. I had to figure out a way to strum up some more money. I had to get out. I asked God to give me wisdom and do everything I could. And God always provided the way when I applied myself. God always made a way when it didn't seem like there was a way. And it taught me something. That I'm just as happy driving an old beat up car that's paid off as I did in a car that cost me a lot of money. Either way, I was just as content. Because those things come and they go. Happiness is not tied to my things. Happiness is tied to the family that God's given me, to the relationships I have. And most of all, it's tied to my security and who God is in my life. See, money's not everything. And it teaches me money can't make you generous. Money doesn't make you kind. More money won't make you more faithful. Money won't make you a tither. If I don't tithe now on the little I have, what makes you think I'm going to tithe on the greater amount? It's not going to happen. Uh, if I had more money, no, 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 no. It's a budget management position problem. We do not manage what God has given us. It's a problem. If I want God to bless me with more. See, money doesn't fix it. Money's not going to fix your tithing problem. Money's not going to make you better with money. If I had more money, I'd be better with money. No, you won't. Steward what you have now. Money won't make you a good parent. 
Money won't make you happy. Learn to be happy now with less, and you'll be happy with more. Money won't make me content. It doesn't teach me that. Money doesn't buy self-worth. Money can't save you. Only God can save you. Only Jesus can save you. Only God can give you peace. Only God can give you salvation. Only God can give you purpose and joy and rest and contentment. Money can't do any of those things. They bring a false sense of security. And then we got to learn to seek God's favor. Seek the favor of God. Listen, God is a God of favor, and he wants you to seek him. He wants to bless you, his children. He longs to multiply in your life. He longs to bless you. The Israelites are getting ready to go from no permanent residence. They're rearranging their tents every day, having to move it around, no permanent place. They're getting ready to have now a permanent place of residence. They're going to be able to build houses and homes. They're going to be able to have permanent places. They're going to go from having manna and surviving daily to having a plentiful. God's about to give them a place that flows with milk and honey, where the fruit is giant, where the beef is going to taste great all the time. I'm telling you, God is getting ready to do something great for them. But he, first of all, he had to make them realize that he is the God of favor and where the favor comes from, from him alone. That he's more than enough, whether they're in the wilderness or they're in the promised land. He was the God of enough either way. God says, don't forget, don't forget to seek me. He says, remember, remember this. If you're in a season of blessing. Don't forget where your blessing comes from. If God is blessing you right now, don't forget where your blessing comes from. Don't allow pride to come in. Don't allow allow self-assurance to come in where it's about me. It's all me. No, no, no. You are work. You do work hard. You may be smart. And remember, this all came from God's hand. This all came from God's blessing. Deuteronomy 8, 18 says, remember, don't forget it. As you go into the promise, remember the Lord your God. He is the one, he's the one who gives you what? Power to be successful. Let's say it again. He is the one who gives you power to be successful. In order to fulfill the covenant, he confirmed to your ancestors with an oath. It's God who gives us the power to be successful. Don't ever think, I achieved this. Remember, it's through God's help. God did this. God blessed me with this. God gave me the wisdom to do this. God opened up the door for this. God showed me how to do this. It's the power. God gives me the power. Don't fall into the temptation to forget. But this is, this is the trap we fall into. Look, look at how money becomes a trap and a chain to us. Really, if we could talk about these big three things right here, the big three that we seek to get from money. We seek safety, that money, we're, we're chained to our safety. As long as I got money, I feel safe and secure. As long as I got money, I feel like I got freedom to do what I want to do. And as long as I have money, then I feel like I'm having success. I feel like I've achieved something. I feel like I've done more. I feel like I'm, I got self-worth. Does anybody see a problem with those three things? And we're naturally gravitated toward these things. This is where you've got to learn to guard your heart. Safety, freedom, success. I've got to realize all this 
doesn't come from money. It comes from my relationship with the Heavenly Father. God, I'm safe as long as I'm connected to you. What will harm me? Nothing can harm me. Your wings will protect me. I hide in the shadow of the Almighty. He will protect me, God. Safety is found in the Lord, who the Son sets free. Is what? Free indeed. Real freedom doesn't come for how much money is in my account. Real freedom comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ, who sets us free. Freedom comes from God alone and success. Doesn't come from how much I have in my account. Success comes from God, you have called me. You are Jehovah Jireh. You are more than enough in my life. God, I'm already a success because I belong to you. My, my identity is found in you, not found in my possessions. It's important. So we got to guard our heart, we got to make sure. See, we make a mistake when we look for money to give us what God wants to give us. Are you seeing the trap here? Even us Christians, listen, it's easy for all of us, me, you, we can all fall into this trap of thinking money will bring these things. They will only bring temporary fulfillment. They bring temporary safety, temporary freedom, temporary success. But as we see time and time again, money will fade. The security of money will fade and your only self-identity can be found in a relationship with Jesus Christ. Our things and money, they will disappear. We've all been here. We've seen our things go away in a matter of seconds with storms that hit this area. Floods and tornadoes and earthquakes. And these things, they, our things disappear just like that. Our dollar can be weak just like that. If all your security is in your dollar, I got bad news for you. The dollar is going to fail you at some point in your life. The dollar is going to drop. And if you study, the closer we get to end times, that dollar is going to keep dropping and dropping and dropping, which the Bible says will set us up for a one-world government and a one-world paying system. That means your dollar is going to mix with the dollar in Mexico. That means if they all have a strong dollar, your dollar's not going to be strong either. It's, it's going to liquidate it down. So what I'm telling you is this. If all your security is found in what's in your account, you're going to setting yourself up for failure. But when you see that my favor and my safety, my contentment is found in my relationship with God, he will never fail me. He will always make sure I have what I need. He was not going to forsake me. I'll have what I need. He shall supply all my needs. God is my source. Turn to your neighbor and say, God is my source. So how do I live this way? In closing, let, let me give this to you. We've we got to learn. This is a great principle for all of us to learn. The 10, 10, 80 principle. The 10, 10, 80 principle. That's this. I realized that I tithe. The Bible says we give 10% of our income back to the Lord. And he says, if you do that, he goes, I'm going to bless what you have. So what we got to understand is this. When I tithe to the Lord, I'm becoming obedient. And then I allow my, the 90% I have left over to be blessed. And I can live better on 90% blessed of the Lord than I can on 100% blessed by me. I promise you. It will, the, our math is not God's math. His ways are not our ways. God's math doesn't add up to our math. 
But his math is this. You put me first, bring me your first fruits, and I will bless you, and I will cause what you had to be blessed. This is such an important principle. Learn, learn to live. God, the first thing I do is give you the first 10% of my income. And then I'm going to save 10%. The, the average person in America has two weeks or less saved in their savings account. Two weeks or less of, of what they make is saved in a savings account. And then when we lose a job or something goes wrong, we wonder why well, we struggle. Well, I can't afford to save. Any, I'm just telling you, you can afford it. You may have to do some adjustment. You may have to adjust how you're spending. But those who begin to save, they tell us if we can save up at least a month to start off. If you don't have that, my first goal is I have a month of savings set up. So if something happens, I had a whole month. And then once I get a whole month, my next goal is to get three months. And then after three months, I can, I can shoot for six months. Can you imagine if I had six months savings there, if I lost my job? I have time to find another job. I don't have to go ahead and try to save my house. I don't have to try. I, can, I have time to make decisions. I have time to sell things off. I have time to, to readjust my income. I have time to find a different job. It's called wisdom. And God wants you to learn to operate with wisdom. The first wisdom is I learned to give to the Lord. Here at Destiny Church, do you realize we tithe as well? Every, every income that's given to Destiny Church, non-designated, 10% goes right back out. We tithe to the international office of our overseeing church, the Foursquare Church International. And there they take care of global missions there. They're giving out church planting there. We tithe back right into it. 10% of everything comes off the top, goes right in. And then we support other missionaries connected to our church. We support other local missions in our town. We support uh, feeding children. We give like 100,000 meals away every year, feeding starving children around the world. We do things locally in our community. We're doing big things for foster kids, boys and girls. We, we help so many in this community. It's because of your faithful giving. I'm not asking you to do anything we're not doing. We're already doing it. Well, Pastor, I don't, I don't think I can trust the church. The church is it's not, I can't trust them with my money. Well, I would tell you this, that our church is set up differently. That we have a budget administrator who oversees every penny in this church. We have an outsourced CPA who oversees everything this church is doing. So somebody who's not connected with this church is overseeing every dime that comes in. We have a finance team that oversees every penny that's spent and given. Every month they see a report of everything that comes in and goes out. And then we go online and we, we give that report and we have a national office also sees it. So we have four corners set up. So I can promise you, you can give with confidence in knowing that we have extremely smart people overseeing our finances and we are spending it to the best that God directs us. You can give with confidence. But I want you to know something here, Destiny. I will never love you any more or any less. If you never give a dime, I'm not going to be mad at you. I'm not going to love you any less. If you don't ever give, I, tell me, I will never love you any less. You're always welcome here. But I love you enough to tell you, you can be blessed if you learn to give. God wants to bless you. God wants to bless me. He wants to bless us. And the more we understand that, the more we put him first with our tithe and our offering, the more he can bless us. He wants you to be a blessing. He wants your business to thrive, that you can bless other employees. He wants you to thrive so you can be a more of a blessing to the kingdom. He wants you to show kindness to more people. He wants to bless you so you continue to be a blessing because you realize I'm a blessing because he blessed me. And so I'm going to give it right back. If he can get it through me, he will get it to me.
God's teaching us. God's teaching us. We will never pressure you here at Destiny to give. This message is not about pressuring you to give. It's about teaching you. When you're faithful, God will bring you through. When you learn the lesson of less, as you learn to walk through the hard time being faithful, you are positioning yourself for God to do more in your life. And I want you to be blessed to the fullest. Do you realize the number two subject talked about in the Bible is our money and our possessions? Over 800 times in the Old and New Testament, you'll find that the Bible talks about how we manage our money and our possessions. Why? Because it's linked to so much blessing in our life. Well, the Bible says that money, money's evil. No, it doesn't. It says the love of money is the root of all evil. The love of money. And so when I realized that I don't love money because it's not where my source is connected. I realize my source is not the money. My source is God. I love God more than anything. I love his blessing, but I love him. I love his son, what he did for me. I position myself. We got to be faithful. We got to be faithful. Well, pastor, I don't know. My family told me I was crazy if I paid my tithe. I don't know, you, you listen to your family, you listen to the creator of the universe, you tell me which one, which one is gonna bless you. I'm telling you, when you begin to give to the Lord, he will bless you. He, when you stay faithful to the Lord, he will bless you. Set yourself up for blessing through the faithfulness of the Lord. Let's bow our heads. Father, I thank you for your word, which gives life and instruction, opens up doors of blessing in our life. If you're here today, say, Pastor, I, first of all, I've got to learn to give my life to Jesus, my heart to Jesus. I've never done that. I've never surrendered my life to Jesus. But the Bible says when we believe in the finished work of the cross of Jesus, that he died for the sins of the world, he was resurrected on the third day, conquering death, hell, and the grave. When we believe in the power of Jesus, that we can walk into a new relationship. I'm talking about a new relationship with Jesus if you've never done that before we're not going to single you out I promise you we're not going to embarrass you but without anybody looking at me if that's you say pastor I'm ready to give my life to Jesus today can you just raise your hand where you're at let me see you say that's me thank you anybody else say I'm ready to fully surrender my life to Jesus yeah thank you I see those hands let's say this prayer together if you raised your hand I want you to repeat after me as Christians around you we'll help you along say thank you Jesus for dying on the cross for my sins. I believe you are the Messiah, God's only son. And from this day forward, I will live for you and I will follow you all the days of my life in Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, we say welcome to the family of God. Yeah.